0: Jim Paulson, we start every podcast by saying welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast, but this is a special welcome back. We are in studio for the first time since it had to be 2019 or maybe very early 2020.
1: It's it's been a while, you know, and you know we hadn't done it on a regular basis together for a while either, so it's uh it's kind of nice to be doing this again.
0: I agree. And
1: and talking football again.
0: T- talking football primarily, yeah. And it's we're, the first games technically took place already. It's the, the zero-week games that involved a, hand, it's a handful of teams. And the season, though, really starts in earnest Thursday and Friday this week. And we've got a lot to get to as far as what is worth talking about with the, the season that's basically upon us. And you had published the Metro Top Ten and also about a dozen or so outstate players to watch. And take us through some of the highlights of those players that you came up with, because you you watch the film, you get the uh, information from coaches, you really work at it to make sure that it's a, a really strong team, and it is a strong team. What what are some of the things that went into coming up with the names that you did, and and maybe hard decisions that you had to leave out for the for the this list and people that you know. So whatever whatever it comes to mind.
1: Yeah, you're talking about the uh, the Metro Dream Team. Um, And which is something that I I I take a lot of time putting together. I watch film or video uh, of well over two hundred kids a year, Um, and so it 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 take it's very time consuming. I kind of enjoy it though. I I like watching uh I like watching football highlights. I like looking at kids that are succeeding and I like pointing out things that are are uh, exceptional. So it wasn't uh, tough for me to do. In some cases, I found kids that were. The obvious choices, for example, two of our running backs, Maxwell Woods of Chanhassen and Savion Hart of St. Thomas Academy, were kind of no-brainers as far as the top kids in the Metro. There were some others that weren't quite so easy. Uh, One thing I've tried to do is not just lean on college potential and college offers, because colleges offer kids um, scholarships based on what they see, their potential, what they can do. That's why... A five eleven quarterback isn't going, even though he's got a lot of yards, isn't going to get the uh, the same looks as a kid who's six foot three and right. looks the part. Um, but I also try to merge in what a kid has done and shown on film, not just what he's capable of doing or what his college offers are, but also what he's actually done. There are other metro teams around town where I know their college prospects define them and I try not to not to do that. Sometimes it's difficult not to because the best kids get the scholarships and there's no question about that but there are some kids that uh, I thought uh, flew under the radar a little bit that I tried to put on the team and I love to find the kid that nobody's talking about and throw him on there. I, I've done that in the past couple of years. An offensive lineman no one's talking about this year was a kid out of uh, out of um, St. Francis uh, about a 6'3 6'4 uh, kid Um. And he just fast and strong, about two ninety. He doesn't move like an offensive lineman. He moves like a like a like a tight end or a running back. And he's got one guy. One scouting report I read said he looks like a dancing bear. So he's just terrific kid to to uh, Sam.
0: I was say you know Jim doesn't have the benefit of having his laptop open. I said I'd help. I found the name Sam. Is it Rude?
1: Rude. Rude. R U I D. Yep. Yes. So and he's a junior out of. Uh, out of uh, St. Francis, that was one of my most fun finds because just watching him on film. After watching a lot of offensive linemen, big guys that are a little bit cumbersome getting out of their stances, but you see the reason that they're and how they lock onto somebody, how they engage, how they get to the next level, how they move laterally, and uh, they're what they call their bend, so they're not standing up and straight up in the waist and bending over and out of um, uh, you know out of balance. But uh, this kid, just watching him right off, right off the bat, I thought, "Wow, watch this kid move." He's only a sophomore, but he's fast. He doesn't remind me of an offensive lineman, um, and it was, it was it was fun to watch.
0: You got ripped on in the comments, not for a pick, but for for the vernacular that you chose to use. It was uh, they're taking you to task about catch radius.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And why don't you? Just, and somebody wrote, "Why don't I just say long arms?" Because catch radius is is a, a standard term within the. Scouting world, it's not just about long arms, although that is uh, a big part of it. Um, it's how they shield a guy with their body, how they can go and get a ball, how much they can get up and get one, how they can reach on the sides and and and, and pull something in. So it's it's a little bit more uh, in depth than just long arms, but long arms are a huge part of it. And uh, you know, I, I'm glad people are reading.
0: Well, the commenter's name is Hulk Smash, so I'm <laughs> guessing he's not splitting the
1: atom. <laughs> yeah, there's there's there's, a, a few, there's always a few commenters that uh, want to take take it to task, and you know I, I know last year there was uh, some people that weren't happy that they thought we ignore the outstate, and then they made comments to the effect that there are football teams outside of the metro and need to be recognized. So this year I did an outstate list as well.
0: I was going to say that dovetails very nicely into the outstate players that you came up with, and what what, what, what names jumped to mind and. and stood out to you on film?
1: Well, two guys, obvious, both going to Minnesota. Koy um, Perich, a uh, safety out of ESCO, uh, who's just an a, a athletic specimen. I mean, he's one of those kids, that when you were in school, there's always that kid that was a superstar athlete that did everything well. And you just thought, wow, what a lucky guy. He's one of those guys that, that he runs well. He runs fast. He's, he was a terrific track athlete. I'm sure that you covered him at the state track meet. Yeah. Um, he's going to the U. Um, I guess recently he was ranked by some uh, scouting service as the the fifth biggest athletic freak in this year's um, recruiting class because of his ability, his, his sprinting ability, his athletic ability. So he'll be a good – he's a good get for um, um, P.J. Fleck at the, for the Gophers. And there's a, a tough linebacker at uh, – Detroit Lakes named Mason Carrier, who is a throwback kind of a kid, the kind of kid that you know has dirt on his uniform before he even steps on the field. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> He's a kid that's going to stick his nose in there and deliver a blow. The kind of linebacker you remember from 30 years ago.
0: Hacksaw, well, even before that, Hacksaw Reynolds, uh, when the 49ers had him, they said he showed up to the breakfast in his uniform. <laughs> I can believe it, too. <laughs> he was ready to he go. He was ready to
1: go. So uh, and this carrier kid is, it reminds me of that he's that, that kind of hard nose, attack the hole, plug the gaps, and uh, you know not give an inch kind of a guy, the type of guy that you want to root for when he's on your team and the type of guy you don't when he's not.
0: Yeah, looking at the list, it's actually got more northern um, Minnesota than I would have expected. I, I, I tend to think of Southern Minnesota as the cradle of football, and, and rightfully so, they've got great teams. But you didn't stop there. You've got Brainerd. We were just talking about a kid from ESCO. And uh, there's, there's others that, uh, um, Recory, you know. So that you've, you've really done a nice job of casting the net wide.
1: Yeah, Recori is a, a, a safety linebacker hybrid named Will Steele, whose last name may be familiar to people that follow high school football. His brother, Jack, led Recori to the state football championship uh, uh, a few years ago. I think the class, was it 4A, 3 They beat Minnehaha Academy. SMB in the finals. And so athletic families, kids pretty good and um, there are an awful lot a lot more good athletes outside the metro than you know they are and nowadays with combines and and training and um, online um, availability of information, it's easier to see these kids and it's easier for these kids to get scholarship offers and it's not just North Dakota State anymore people everybody's seeing these guys.
0: We are going to be picking games again this year and we've got this sl- Thursday night slate has already been posted online and why don't, uh, why don't we jump in and, and get to maybe expanding a little bit about what, on what you can find online and, and how we came up with these. Because these, I don't know about you, but these early picks are very difficult in my, in my world. I mean, maybe you had an easier time, but it,
1: it's tough. No, it, it's the first game of the season. It's so much of a crap shoot. I mean nothing changes more in football in general, I think, but at the high school level in particular, than what happens from the first week to the second week. The first week is just, even the coaches don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they'll get one game under their belt. I'm sure they've had some scrimmages, but you see a lot of teams make significant changes by the time they get to the second week after seeing what took place in the first week. And that's what makes first week predictions so tough.
0: I thought I wrote about that, too, because I'd heard one of the coaches say there's no bigger change, like you said, that occurs until between other than between week one and two. That's the biggest. And I was really surprised by that. So I, I'll have to go back and look for that story. But in the meantime, we've got some great uh, non-district, outside of districts. We can't call it non-conference anymore. But we've got great games that, that are pairing teams that you normally don't think of meeting in the regular season, starting with Chanhassen-Elk River, which is a, just a great game.
1: That's probably the best game of the night. It's uh, Class 5A, not 6A. And, you know, Elk River... They're they're the defending state champions. They're the team that puts up big numbers. They always, you know, get are, are a very watchable team because of how they play with that power T offense and the, the quick hitters and time how I many times the game you see somebody looks like they're getting tackled behind the backfield only to look up and see the real ball carrier sprinting twenty yards behind the defense for another touchdown.
0: That's only happened to me about five times every time I watch them
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I guess he doesn't have the ball because you're thinking, oh I guess he got dropped for a loss. Next thing you know, Elk River guy's, you know, running free. Um this year Steve Hamilton is thinking they're going to be a better team at the end of the year than at the start of the year because he said we're the fastest team we've ever had, but we have to learn how to play that fast. Of course, they got probably their toughest game of the season in their first one against a Chan Hassan team that's pretty stacked and has the guy that is just so much fun to watch in the backfield, Maxwell Woods, who is a North Dakota State commit, um, has, I've said, the quickest feat and quickest change of direction of any running back. I've seen in the past couple of years. I mean, he can you know, not see a hole on one side, turn around and outrace the entire defense to the other corner and get the edge and be gone. He's got a chance to be something special. So I'm expecting a lot of points. Elk River puts a lot of points, but uh, they give up a few, too, and, and Woods is a kid that can make you pay.
0: And Chan Hassan has the gopher commit, the linebacker. Is it Sam Cady? Sam Macy. I think Macy, okay. Sam Macy. Sam Macy. Sorry, Sam. Um, so I think, and I said this in my picks because you went, you went with Chan Hassan, or yeah, you picked Chan Hassan. I actually picked Elk River, and I, I acknowledge that they probably have the lesser of the talent, at least at right at, at this point. When you mentioned Woods and and Macy, uh, but when you not are not ex- particularly experienced with defending the power tee, I think that is going to be what. Allows Elk River to really have more than you know, have a good chance to to win this game.
1: You know, I, I agree with you 100. percent I mean, that power tee is a terrific equalizer. If you're not quite at the talent level of the opponent, and if you are, it's you're going to get blown out. If you haven't seen it before, it's just so hard to play. Um, I just went by Hamilton saying he thought that Elk River was going to take a while to to get going this year. So, uh, and I know that Chan Hassan has been angling for this season, so this would be a great first night game.
0: We'll stay in 5A. We've got the Andover Huskies visiting the St. Thomas Academy cadets. And we both were St. Thomas pickers on this one. And, uh, tell me a little bit more about how you arrived at your decision.
1: Well, you can go ahead and tell them what you thought. I thought that St. Thomas with the new coach, Travis, uh, Walsh, yep. um, taking over Dan O'Brien, um, uh, is, is a, is a, is a good coach. He's a very astute, uh, coach. You probably have heard him doing color on, uh, prep bowl broadcasts in past years. Um, but he's blessed to have some talent coming back, uh, including Maximus Sims, a quarterback who has the best name in, in high school football year. Maximus Sims, and running back in Savion Hart. And while others have looked at other quarterbacks and given them high marks, watching Sims play myself, I think he's the most underrated quarterback we have in the Metro. He throws a good ball. He throws on the run. He can make something out of nothing. He's a he's a terrific, terrific talent, and I think that having those two guys are going to give him a leg up on Andover. But then Andover, Tom DeVellis always knows how to uh, uh, coach offense and get the best out of these guys. and They have a new quarterback themselves and Chase Pemberton who's going to be surprising people. So it should be a, a tight game, but I predict uh, St. Thomas Academy pulls this one out.
0: Let's go back to Maximus Sims. We're, that's a name that we'll probably be using a lot in here. I think we need to agree on some sort of you know, we got like Maximus. Like there should be something we we distinguish because it's just, you know, that's the, the for me the first name I think of course is Russell Crow and Gradi- Gladiator. You know, so there just got to be something we do to to set that name apart.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice to have the a, uh, a, uh, button of of what do you call those the uh, the voice offers? Oh yeah, Maximus. Yeah. Yeah, we, but we can do. We got the pipes.
0: We can yeah. get down low enough to make it stand out and a reverential tone, you know.
1: And he's a super kid, just a very respectful, very nice kid. I texted him earlier this year because there had been rumors that he was going to transfer to Simley this year, um, but then I texted him to see if that was true, and he said no, he's sticking at Saint Thomas Academy for his uh, final year, and uh, I'm sure the Cadets fans are going to be thrilled about that because they got a good one back.
0: Now, do you when you text him, do you like, hey Max, like, are you in a Max? Uh, this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what if, what's, what's the word I'm looking
1: for I'm blanking the shortened names the uh, the nickname yeah you're on, you're,
0: oh yeah you're on a max basis or you know something like yeah is, is is there any sort of familiarity there where you can just get by with Max I don't want to I <laughs> want to say Maximus every, I want to say
1: Maximus every time I talk to him
0: <laughs> that's a good plan that's 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 the name that you want to, to enjoy and and savor uh I picked say Thomas because yes they are good that's that's first and foremost but second, Andover graduated 14 starters, and that's a lot, you know, and that's that's what you said about Elk River. I think of Andover in those terms as far as they'll be much better in uh, October than they are going to be in August, but it's, it's going to take some time, and, and St. Thomas Academy, even with a new coach and, and some of the things that go into that, there's just, They've just got too, too good of a system. They're just too tough of a team to play week one and expect success when you've got so many new people filling roles like Andover will. So uh, Class uh, 3A, uh, Academy Force at Holy
1: Family. Now, in a normal year, this game wouldn't move the needle, but there just happens to be some big name changes at the Holy Family, and I, you covered them yourselves. Who's who's at Holy Family and why does this game matter?
0: Well, you you can give the actual names. I was talking to Vanita on WCCO radio yesterday, and I said, uh, "I said it's it's almost a a hip hop group if you go by their nicknames. It's Ob Fergie and Nelly." (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to flesh out, yeah, it's Dan O'Brien. That's he's the head coach. He came over. Speaking of St. Thomas, he came over from a very successful run there. You've got uh, Jeff Ferguson, who was already at Holy Family he was a, like a full-time sub and he was a consultant for the football program so he uh he reached out to Dan to say hey who are some of the guys like you talked about with your uh, metro and and outstate dream teams who are you know let's let's widen the pool a little bit who are we not thinking about who are we not talking about in a coaching standpoint that would might be interested and uh Dan said well I would which Fergie was not expecting <laughs> and so <laughs> So that, that's the started the wheels turning about whether, you know, seeing to make that happen. And then Dan said, well, Fergie, you got to be on the staff and then get D- uh, Dave Nelson who, you know, won state championships at Minnetonka. And, and before that, Blaine, you, you get him on the staff as well. Cause you know, David just ret- had been retired and was just living the good retired life. And he was interested His Holy family in Victoria is only five minutes from his house. So he said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come on there. i I love coaching with Fergie. They're all part of the Blaine Mafia many years ago, yep. and so it just that's just how that all came together. And then Jeff Maritko came over. He was the DC at the defensive coordinator at creighton darham Hall. He came into the fold, and then Casey O'Brien, Dan's son, is on the staff for the first time. The father and son will coach because Casey graduated from creighton darham Hall, and he said, "There's no way in hell I'm going to be an assistant coach at St. Thomas Academy." So. They're all on on board. It's a great... Do you remember another name? is I'll put... Because I know you've talked to Ty Thomas through uh, 7 on 7 things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's on the staff, too.
1: That's 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 crazy. I mean, you know you what know, this reminds me of? My wife and I went to the State Fair on the very first night this year. On, uh, and my wife wanted to go see the Bacon Brothers at the band shell. That's Kevin Bacon's band. He has a roots band with him and a brother of his. And really? They are playing at the band shell for free. Huh. And... uh I'll be honest with you. A lot of people liked them. I was they were a little. They weren't didn't quite have the 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 chops that I like. I mean, I like roots music, but uh, I, I didn't get into them so much. But it was so crowded. Everybody was just trying to get a pick uh, uh, look at Kevin Bacon on stage. The music didn't matter. Kevin Bacon mattered. I remind you, this is the same sort of situation. Is the team going to be the draw this year, at least early, for Holy Family, or is the coaching staff going to be the draw? People are going to go watch this team and see how. That team plays under this uh, um, a group of uh, highly uh, uh, acclaimed and, and successful coaches, and uh, it, it, that's a, that's one of the few times I can remember uh, that you want to go to a game and cover it because you have the coaches instead of the players. That's a good point. Yeah,
0: I think it. I think they've got great. The, the coaches are great, and they're going to get the most out of the talent they have. We'll see if that's enough talent, but. If nothing else, Holy Family you're you're starting to kind of reach for a relatively low bar when you've gone 0 and 9 the last two years. Yeah, I, haven't won, I
1: think they're 20, 20 in a row. Yeah, they lost. So. so you get
0: you get that first win here in a, in a maybe game 1, maybe game 2 or 3 whatever, but that's going to have a huge effect on the the morale and the psyche of the kids and you know, maybe by the end of the year we're talking about the players more than the coaches. But yeah, right now it's it's a it's all about the coaching staff because it's a pretty remarkable uh, it's a collection of, of coaching talent, very and experience. good coaches.
1: They they will get what they want out of these guys. They yes. they all have the experience to do so. So um, they're in the right, going in the right direction.
0: And not that they need their tires pumped, but I if you put together a list of the top ten coaches who were good people to work with, good guys, I don't know if you could leave off those three coaches. They're on that. Maybe they're the top five in the top five. I mean, they're really quality people.
1: Very good. You know, there were times when I. First started doing this job I would be intimidated by big name coaches and not sure be sure what to ask. You can these are all very approachable guys. You can ask them just about anything. You can de- they're good to deal with. They don't push you away. They don't put on airs. They they take the time to talk to you. They've all they're all uh, exceptional human beings as well as great football coaches.
0: I think this was an exceptional podcast and I was glad to be here in studio doing it with you Jim and uh, we'll be back next week to recap the all the action from week 1 and also looking forward to week 2 thanks for listening